Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. It's Thursday. It's the excitement. The electricity in this room is unbelievable right now. To my right, special guest returning for is this second time or third third time? time third now. time. Yeah. Peter Bourne from Dickman Moving. Well, actually, <laughs> that's, a, that's actually. a whole other... No, actually, I no. think you actually told that story the yeah. first time you yeah. were on. And? Andy Brant Bernard. With? Mike Gelfand. And finally... And Thomas M. Barnard. We'll be right back after these exciting announcements from our sponsors. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Hey, this is Brian Zepp. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, metric cruiser, or sport bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. Clothing and helmets, too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. I love this song. It is a great song. And that's you singing, isn't it? No, it's Thank Sarah. You. I was just Don't kidding be. for crying. Yeah, I really thought it was you. Leon Russell's Stranger in a Strange Land. Lovely tune. Stranger in a Strange Land. My love guest today is uh, Peter Bourne. We've become friends over the last couple of years. I was invited, uh, luckily enough, to his floating recording studio, which he'll talk about shortly. But I learned something talking to Pete Frisch, who was a friend of pretty much everybody Pete. in this room. Great yeah. Guy. Mm -hmm. And it has to do with your religious conversion and a motorcycle. He tells me the story. You need to tell the story. I oh. had no idea. Okay. It was fairly recent, right? Well, earlier in the century, yes. Okay. So, yeah. Earlier in the century. So, 20, <laughs> about a quarter century in, so. Yeah. So, I was at, yeah, I was uh, riding. Uh, my wife and I had a, a big old motorcycle with a bagger. And uh, we went down to Daytona Bike Week to play, you know, biker down there. And um, so I loaded You're up. You're a badass. Well, I don't know about that. that. So, you know, so went down through the, uh, I, if this is the same story, I think so it is. My wife and I were down there with a bunch of folks, and we were going to go into town. We were parked out in New Smyrna um, and uh, driving in to, uh, to Daytona. And uh, it was a morning drive, and uh, I got tagged. At about 45 miles an hour, somebody came around and sideswiped me and hit my bike Ooh. right behind my leg. Luckily, my wife was not on the bike at the time. Otherwise, she would have been done. The bike flipped up on, on, the, on the front of this uh, car. Uh, it was a Grand Am, and uh, it basically launched me about 40 feet forward. I, I landed. Now, this is, this is Florida where you have to wear a helmet, but it's not a real helmet. They call it, you know, you got to wear kind of a skull cap. Right. Brain bucket. A brain bucket. Skull cap means something else to my people. It really like, does, uh, yes. <laughs> well, but it's Florida. Yeah. Can, do you, can you put stickers on the skull cap, too, like they do in Florida? It says, you know, crashing sucks and everything. Well, that's what I did on my helmet. And, mm -hmm. But, yeah, so I got tossed off the bike. And literally, uh, at that point in time, I'm like, okay, this is it, because you're going willy-nilly head over keels and i i stuck the landing i couldn't believe it i stuck the landing end up you know obviously sticking and then going down and crumpling but at the end of the day um i got back up i went 
in shock back to the driver and I said, are you okay? To which she proceeded to see me. Last time she saw me, I was crashing through her windshield. She oh, just saw God. the end of me and she saw me and she's like, and then she proceeded to go, and so she hurled, <laughs> she hurled, her car went away on a flatbed, my bike, which was, uh, we were driving, got about 12, 12, uh, big old bikers came and lifted the car off my bike. Because really? through me, her car went up on the bike. So long story short, mm-hmm. I'm there, and uh, there's this guy that said, you know what you just experienced here? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm really kind of thrown. And at the end of the day, he goes, you got a, you got a reason to be here, buddy. I don't know what it is. But you gotta you gotta get an LGL free card because you should you should be you should be smashed and flat right now. But you oh, did, you're, and you're walking away from this. And uh, I had to say, step back and say, yeah, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing here? You know. So it was an amazing opportunity to um, to kind of reevaluate your life when you have it flash before your eyes, sure. just like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's how you became Peter Born again. Born. Oh. Ah! Yes. Yeah. Ah! I'm sure you've, you've heard that. Before. I lob that up. I lob that up. Actually, yeah. that was my second child uh, <laughs> announcement. Birth. Uh, my second birth uh, announcement. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Born free. Born in the USA. We could all all go all, all of it. All those. But it's really been really boring. Uh, it reborn. <laughs> no, I said really boring. Oh, really boring. <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was. Uh, I think uh, that kind of goes to the the point where people were saying, yeah, I had a moment where I had to kind of like put myself in perspective and say, okay, right, I could have gone just like that. Yeah, and uh, what should I do with the rest of the time I have? So I've been doing some really cool. And the uh, answer things. apparently is to resuscitate a sunken seventy foot long houseboat and turn so it cool. into a floating recording studio. That is really cool. <laughs> it's 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 been it's been a well as you know I started in, in, in restoring some cars and eventually turned that into a side hobby. I did some show cars. I did Batmobiles and, and and Ghostbuster cars. I did that as part of what I did. Did a TV series on Speed Channel about that. And then I said, well, why don't we do something really crazy and combine my love of music. Uh, my love of, of, of vehicles and, and I love boating and, and so yeah it all comes together so I just decided to restore a 70 foot boat my wife and I had, took it on and a lot of people including Pete Frisch yeah no Pete and, and uh, Francie, Francie have worked there it's have come like to our slave aid labor, labor you could say yeah truly <laughs> It's it's been great though, and now we've got it done. So we have a floating studio that we can take up and down the river and create more music and and do kind of like unplug from the rest of the BS of the world. Yeah. And use music as the joining factor for all that, and uh, music is the thread. So we're going to unite communities and unlock creativity. And you, by the way, a master on the Stratocaster. No, thank you. Came along. And I get to play with one of my heroes. I've never, I've known Maurice Jaycox since he played in Willie and the Bees, and yep. so a jam session broke out. Oddly enough, when Peter invites a whole shitload <laughs> of musicians, and uh, there's stuff set up, and Maurice and Mark, Mark Lichtide from the Combo and Art Factor, yep. he was uh, playing keys. We just, uh, it, that's the idea. It just, it's a great place to go and just be and hang. And right. you got this great view on the water, too. Yeah, no, it, that was cool. That was such a thrill for me to play with him. Until the last song that he called, which was uh, um, Sam Cooke's A Change Is Gonna Come, which is a beautiful song. Mm, it is. But there's a million changes in there that, that nobody knew. And everybody them. just sat back. You just keep singing. Yep, and, just keep going. We'll, we'll jump Let's in. The can't... acapella version. Then I told them afterwards, they said, we should all be arrested for murder. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cool thing with the boat is that we are partnering with uh, different uh, nonprofits. And Unlock Mission is saying, let's take us down the river, come into communities, spend a couple weeks down there with the boat, and we'll bring them on the studio, record songs, and then you're uniting other communities. So it's going to go far stretching, 6,000 miles. We can even get to make it down to Florida and, and take this boat on this whole trek on the Mississippi, which truly is kind of the birth of the blues and much, That's right. much has happened on that, that river. You ever done that? Have I traveled the, the Mississippi down there? Yeah, we've been down as far as St. Louis. That's as far as okay. I've gone. I thought you were, that's what you're going to say because St. Louis South ain't pretty. No, <laughs> people don't all. realize that. Down to St. Louis, it's beautiful, but once you get past St. Louis, it's not a. Not that's a why you thing. cut over to the Ohio. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. For Alabama that way, that's kind of the loop. But, but you go down the Mississippi. You got to go down the Mississippi once. You're, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we would. We. Uh, I just the idea is that you you it just unplugged to. See what it is uh, that uh, uh, the people are all uh, each community every fifty miles. It's something new, and you can yeah. you can, can really see America, America in that way. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a, it's the great dividing line and all that. Yep. 
So, but um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do some great things with some nonprofits and create an awareness and do some really cool things. We've got um, a whole bunch of uh, events that are scheduled. People just go to riverboatstudio.com and they can see what we're doing with Mick Sterling, your buddy. Yeah, Mick's great guy. He's going to be doing some shows, so you know people can go out there and, just as a blatant plug, buy some tickets to the show and come on the boat and see it hang out. My stepbrother, uh, Dan Murphy, is playing one of those Another shows. And, and Dan and Peter met. I, I invited a bunch of couples over for dinners right before Christmas. And I didn't tell anybody who she Dan was. Uh... They were, mo- they were all musicians, sorry. I, I did a get singer. a call. Uh, to, he <laughs> called me to tell me I wasn't invited. Stay away. Yeah. sensitive. I know, I know. But what are you talking about? Uh, do you sorry. have any Midol you could share with them? <laughs> anyway. you, should, you should take Midol. It's a good so idea. I, I didn't tell anybody that my stepbrother was the founder of Soul Asylum, right. me and uh, Dave. And so we just sort of naturally started talking about music, and then everybody figured out who he was. It's like, wait a minute, you, you paid, played with, who did you play with? Bob Dylan? What? What yeah. band were you in? So, so it's on. Oh shit! So anyway, he's got another band that he started. Scarlet Goodbye. Yeah, and he had, he's been inactive musically for the last ten years. He just started playing last winter, and he just loves it. So he had to shut it away, close the door, and just say, "I'm done with this for a while." He sold yeah. everything, didn't he? Yeah, just about. I think he kept a few guitars and a little bit of stuff, but not very much. Really good guy. Yeah. Really nice guy. Yeah. So those guys, if I can give them an opportunity, they're going to have an album release party in October. And um, so the cool thing about the boat, and you guys. Guys can come down anytime you want. It's 365, but we got heat and cool. We're st- we're just we can. It's a it's a cool place just to get away. Are you in Hastings? You you'd... no. So right now we are uh, the boats at a place called Watergate, which is right by Buka and Shepherd. Oh, Road. you're right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <clears throat> I know right where that is. Yep. Yeah. So um, that's where we're stationed. But then we're we're going to travel. We're going to try to figure out a way to get the podcast. Uh, together where we we will do a podcast and have people meet us in hastings uh we'll travel down the river get to hastings and grab uh, some smoke and oak and have a an event i'm gonna put I something love together kyle, kyle awesome. smoke and oak baby that's a great restaurant <laughs> yeah because there is a city dock that's that's big enough there is oh yeah, yeah. well that's where you were too. the last time i saw you in yeah. hastings right yep. yeah yeah so we're going to be t- uh, spending time in you know uh, at least what we do are we call it our test runs between here and uh, La Crosse. Yep. And so Wabasha, Winona. Well, if you need a deckhand between uh, uh, Watergate and Hastings, I'd be more than happy to be excited. Not you, but Sarah help. would definitely be a help. Well, yeah, yeah she's a, great. You know, that's what you really want, holding the line, somebody that's a buck five. <laughs> you know, I will tell you, honestly, God, if you, you go a little further down south, all the way down to Dubuque, that, my God, is that beautiful. It's beautiful, yeah. it really is. People do not know how beautiful that really is. Yeah, we're really lucky, and, and it's a testament to... <clears throat> Uh, pollution control and all that sort of stuff that the Mississippi's in really great shape now. Yeah. Because back in when I first moved during the 70s, it was terrible. Yeah, they were was. still dumping raw sewage into yeah. the well, That's before they built the, what, these condos that faced the river. Everything <laughs> right. faced away, you know. It's like we're just going to pour it in there and just let it go down. Yeah. And then we'll drink it as uh, Budweiser. I get one more story I want you to tell, which yeah. is about uh, all the equipment that you stumbled across in the North Dakota connection. This is for for musicians that are listening to this. You're going to go, oh my God, what a lucky son of a. So mess this is this another Pete is. First story. So, Pete. so um, pass that over. But yeah, so. Pete Frisch played in a band in the 1973 to 77 oh called God. Spectrum, and Spectrum was a organ led, organ led band. What's that? Who played in? Pete Frisch did. He was, I didn't know that. He, I've got the greatest air check tape that you'll really? ever hear of his band playing all the hits from 1972. Ooga chaka, ooga ooga. MXR phase 90s going on in the background. So he's rocking, um, and his band leader is uh, a gentleman who uh, was the organ player. And uh, and so the organ player, uh, Mr. Lammers, um, was uh, unfortunately passed away last December. So after '77, when the advent the disco hit, nobody wanted an organ player back right. in the band. Oh so yeah, you had to know the cover of Saturday Night Fever and cover to cover, and then you were fine. Anyhow, so one of the things that he had was this Hammond B3. And 1956 Hammond B3, and once uh, 77 rolled around, he just put the cover on it and stuck it in the corner of the uh, house, and that's where it stayed. The family called us up and said, Pete, can you guys do anything with this Hammond B3 or this this vintage um, Yamaha keyboard or some of these pedals? And I'm like, we will find a way to make this work. And so I drove up there not knowing what I was going to get. I, I just thought, you know, somebody else's stuff they're trying to get rid of. 
So turns out we fired this Hammond B3 up um, down here. We have some local huge, huge uh, Hammond B3 players, Mark Licktide, uh, Tommy Barbarella from Princess Band. Um, we at one point were actually talking to Booker T. We might get him back to come and play it. But short story is, is we recondition it. And the thing is, when you play a real Hammond B3 with the Leslie Cabinet and you fire that thing up, whether it's in a Gata de Vida or Deep Purple Hug. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, this is Emerson, the Lake classic organ. It's the sound. Beautiful. This is the hoedown by Emerson Lake and Palmer. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure my grandparents had one when yep. I was growing up. So this thing has uh, made it to us through the the the, uh, the family, and we're just gonna we're gonna have them down and have a big show with them, uh, celebrating their their brother's legacy, really. And it's all about you know giving Sorry. back. Could you say that again? Sorry. We're gonna we're gonna have it. What you said. We're it's somebody's watch. <laughs> so yeah. So the fact is that we've got a Those really cool me. thing happening on uh, on the boat, but also for the mission, unlock mission. So I found out about Peter posted a video on. Facebook maybe a couple of months ago and goes, hey, he tells a story at this family and they wanted to donate some stuff. So we took a truck up there and, and here's what the stuff is. And he starts out with some stuff that's pretty esoteric, certain kind of Mutron phase guitar pedals from the 70s. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And here we've got a Yamaha CP70, which is a classic electric piano. It was yep. used in the 70s from the 80s. Wonderful instrument, but they weigh about 900 pounds. I'm going, oh, God, this is really cool stuff. They donated all this stuff to Peter. And he goes, oh, and, and then we have a unmolested 1956 Hammond B3 organ. I'm like, shit. I'm well, think about this, though. Back in the day, that's, they would set up shop in a, in a, in a Holiday Inn for two weeks. Yep. And you had to have a, a fridge-moving crew to get that stuff yep. around. Yeah. I mean, now hey, we all... lugged, I helped lug one of them sons of gun up the, uh, the stairway at uh, the Blue Saloon, the old one in Frogtown. Oh, I like, love uh, that place. Yeah. Not loved carrying it. an organ up the stairs, you wouldn't love it. Well, the thing, it wasn't wide enough for an organ. Oh, it was, was plenty it? wide. Was it really? But it, but it was like two stories, oh, it and was, it was yep. one staircase, and it yep. went like that. I just that get, I get props to the bands that did all that, set up, and then had to play a gig, yep. and then tear it down and go home. Yeah. That's a, it's a whole well, different era. Well, when Laurel and Hardy did it, it was very fun. <laughs> the music the box. Music box. And I don't yeah. like Laurel and Hardy, but that was fun. No, you don't yeah. like Laurel and I've never cared the fact that you don't like Laurel ah, and Hardy. Ah, what can I do? And you don't like the Three Stooges either. Ugh. So it's not just an anti-Goyam deal. No, I, no. I you know. <laughs> to the slapstick just doesn't work for you. Where I grew up, stupidity was never funny. <laughs> I, see, I could see that, yes. <laughs> so uh, if you had to guess, I don't know if yeah. you know this, adjusted for inflation, how much was the B3 when it came out? Oh wow! I'm gonna have to probably say eight hundred bucks. I was gonna guess oh. adjusted 12. for inflation. Oh no! You mean what it's worth now? No, what it would have been worth adjusted for inflation oh. in 1955. Oh, so if oh, it was a twelve hundred nineteen fifty-five dollars, it would be worth exactly. I don't know twelve grand now. Thirty thousand dollars. Jesus. So yeah. yeah, not a lot of uh, you had to have a lot of money to get one of those yeah. back in the day. In 1955, well, $2,700 at the time. Oh, that's a lot that's of money. That's $30,000. That's like a yearly income. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And People what's even more unusual is that once the rock bands fell in love with these things, and everybody, and this is what Greg Allman played for years in the Allman Brothers, his only instrument, but they would do what's called cut them down. So they'd cut the cases out and just haul the keyboards around. And oh, okay. So to find one that's still intact like that yeah. and, and really kind of unplayed for decades is really... Yeah, um, it's been it's been a thrill just bring it back to life and make it make noise again. It hasn't made noise forever, but yeah, we're we're happy to do that, and you know we're gonna do a lot of cool things musically and just kind of tape, tell people take a break from the rest of the world, just listen to some music and do it in a really cool space on the river. So River Riverboat Studio is a place that you can go and check that out and see what's going on. What that, are you doing? I love to stop every once in a while because it drives you crazy. Tom's radio instinct kicks in. Two seconds or so. No. Yeah, so. I'm never talking to you again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, well, ask Peter some questions. I just asked him a whole bunch. This you is did, like a well. cooperative effort. Hmm. Sorry, you, I blew what? up. I'm uh, getting barked at a lot today. Have you noticed that? Gosh. You know, just non-stop attacks. Gosh, all it's it's and all you the, do is give. All I give, do is give, 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 yeah. give. I might mention that next week, actually. Well, actually, <laughs> Thomas has been really, he, he was very giving. Uh, a number of different times throughout my career, I was doing jingle work. 
and or I do, I do pitches for companies to say I need to do something uh, for for this state fair or whatever it might be a jingle package and I get Tom on a, on a good day after work was done and I said Tommy would you be willing to just come on give me a quick narration knowing that you are not a you you are a talent for hire but yeah you said yeah, yeah you know what I'll just come on let me just knock it out so he paraded down the hallway in his fresh pair of Zubas. Yeah, a lot of Zubas back in those days. And, that, and, that, and, and, uh, and so, yeah, I, I guess I want to say thank you again for just being you and just saying That's whatever we nice got to do. And so, that was nice of you. Yeah, the the world of jingles. Um, and uh, there's Matt Fink calling me. Matt, stop it. I'm sorry, guys. I should be more considerate and turn my ringer off when I'm in it. It actually is. Show you that picture of the little kid in the pool again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We had Paul Walzer on, I think the very first time he was on, he flipped down Amy Klobuchar. Yeah. He goes, hey, look who's calling. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> what? Yeah. You know she's a senator, right? You <laughs> No, sorry, Amy, next time. But, no, I've been doing a lot. I mean, my, my whole world started really, even when I was at KQ, I was doing a lot of jingle work. So right. if I wasn't cutting Nutrisystem ads with Mike Gelfan, remember that? Oh, those were great, yeah. Those were great days. I was always the emaciated foil. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I was gonna, give us an idea of what this would, what, what, a sample script, perhaps. I love oh, that. It was all off the cuff and a lot of razor blade and tape on the oh, floor okay. back in the day. Sure. We left it on there. But, um, yeah, doing a lot of the jingle work. Um, I'm still occasionally doing some jingles now and again. That's um, good. Glad to hear it. But uh, but thank you to all that. that that's kind of where that started. The light bulb came on. It's like, we can't run this haircut salons ad because they're playing rap music. So <laughs> Hamilton shot it back to the salesperson, right. Shelby, who's like, you're going to ruin my commission. Can you do something with it? I said, uh, uh, yeah. So I took the words, turned it into something that would more appropriate for our format. Mm -hmm. And Shelby yeah. and, and, and Dave, everybody was happy, and the ad ran, and the client was happy. And then I get a call from St. Louis saying, uh, we're at radio station, blah, blah, blah. We can't play this ad either. Can you can you sell us the jingle? There you go. Light bulb moment. You mean I can actually make money <laughs> yeah. doing this? No, it's absolutely Great. right. You know, Shelby was a very serious salesperson, and you didn't mess with Shelby. Right. Yeah. And I didn't know any of this. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> okay. I've, been at, I've been at the station, like, three weeks or something. Uh, and uh, so there's uh, I'm there just in time for some... Uh, some golf benefit. Oh sure, Remember? you love those. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, what did I know? I didn't, I didn't play golf, obviously. Right. And you know, I wasn't particularly great around other human beings. It's been a while. <laughs> what do you mean was? Well, uh, I, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was okay. gonna, I was gonna protest, but you're right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so we did this deal where people would, uh, we, we'd be auctioned off. So, like, you know, three guys would come out there and they'd. They'd, they'd offer enough money for charity to get one of us to, to play with them. Well, basically all the all the real celebrities were taken, right? So then some poor bastards had to had to like offer like they, they like said they'd pay forty five dollars to to have me in their foursome. Now again, I'd been there like three weeks, right? And I'm thinking, what is this crowd? I just want to go home and take a nap, you know? Right. And uh, so uh, so I I. Uh, Went up, went up to Shelby, and I said, "So, uh, how much did they offer?" And she said, forty-five dollars." And I said, "Okay." I wrote out a check for fifty dollars and, and went home. Absolutely, goodbye. <laughs> it, did, it did not go over well. Why? I thought it was funny. I thought it was too. Yeah, well, I learned probably I shouldn't do that again. Uh, tell them to shut I up. I know. Tell them to pipe down. Yeah. Right. That's. I was just being fun. me. That's all. Exactly. Huh? was my fault you were there. That's right. I just wanted <laughs> you know, that I knew. This was your stupid idea. So those that were listening idea. when we uh, recorded that Walzer commercial, yeah. Peter's line is, I'm Peter Bourne from the Dickman Moving Company, and this is a story he I remember told the, the very Dickman. first oh, yeah. time he was on the show. I said, what was the weirdest thing they ever had you do at, at KQ? And you can embellish the story, but basically his very first day, uh, he was sent to a competitor uh, to pretend that he worked for Dickman Moving Company to repossess all oh. the studio's oh, furniture. Oh, I remember, <laughs> remember that? that one. Hamilton yeah. loved that one, yeah. baby. Oh, we, yeah. we just, well, it, was, it was great, except that a couple of our people almost got charged with felonies. Other than that, <laughs> But, you know, that's just good fun. What were the call letters again? I can't remember. 
Oh, for 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 the station we went to? Yeah. I think it was, wasn't it Hot Rock and KJJO or something? Is was that what you're KJJO? saying? KJJO, is that right? It was, that, that, it was, was that, it? that station that, that was, a, it was a little sort of, almost looked like a cabin or a oh, chalet. Yes. Yeah, it did. And, it, and it overlooked, uh, what was it, 169? Or, no, no, it was 212. 212, yes. Yeah, it was 212, yep. Yeah. And the towers was, are still there, actually. Yeah. I don't know if the station's still well, there, but the towers are still there. I know the station went through about 14 different formats. Yeah. And I, and I also know that they there was a there was a guy in town who billed himself as a comic. And oh. uh, he may have been funny, I don't know. I didn't I didn't know much about it. I understand. And uh, but he was one of these guys. Scott Hansen? And, well, there I'm were a lot kidding. of these guys who said, you know, who said, "Well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna destroy." <laughs> There's a joke, and he's dead. It's I okay. know he's dead. He's going after a dead man. Way to go, Doug. Sorry, nice typical. <laughs> typical Episcopalian is all I. Boy, you guys are so sensitive today. It's so this guy, the morning show guy, seven he, he was one of these guys who said, "I'm gonna destroy KQRS in, oh, uh-huh. in six months." What's his last name? Cumulus. Uh, <laughs> well, there was, there was that later, of course. <laughs> was that later? But this was before, and uh, yeah. So I think that I think that irritated Dave a little bit. I think it did. That. You're absolutely right. Yeah. We better take a break. Uh, we'll be right back after a short break with some words from the um, sponsors. That's the, the word uh, I'm looking for. The, uh, I'm not a professional. You do realize that. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com because life is expensive enough. And we are back with Stretch's picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SaberHeating.com. Tom here, and I'm excited to tell you about a well-being and weight loss program I personally know works. It's called Continuum Weight and Well-Being. So why Continuum? Because if you're like most of their clients, you've tried countless programs and the DIY version of weight loss. If you're back at square one and just not happy with your weight, health, and how you're feeling, great news. Continuum is doing it differently. There are no meal replacements or foods you're required to purchase. They don't just focus on weight loss. They're upfront with their pricing. And most importantly, Continuum is designed for long-term success. Schedule a free consultation and find out more today. Simply go to their website, continuumweightwellbeing.com, or call them or text them at 952-491-6527. The Continuum team, Nancy, Danette, and Kelly, are looking forward to getting you healthier today. Somebody's scamming. Yeah. There's a bunch of companies. Doug Sprinthal used to host this show, but apparently doesn't want to do it anymore. I was talking to the guest, sorry. <laughs> and thank you for that. Near Field Communication. Communicate. NFC, I called it NFT, which is. Non fungible tokens. Yep. Fungible? Yep. Is that how it's it, fungible? Is fungible, it is fungible, yeah. Non fungible. And that also means non-worth a goddamn thing. Yeah. Unless you're the first one. And then, because did that first yep. one was like... It's like Beanie Babies. My, if you were if you got in on Beanie Babies right away, you yeah, could have made true. hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yep. But, you know, once the craze died down, they are I, now worthless. I sometimes think I'm too smart to be rich, because none of that stuff makes sense to me, and then people jump on it and they make millions. It's just, and you know, smart to be rich. It's like, what do you think of that? hey, I got a great idea. Let's market. I'm going to put rocks in a box and we'll sell them to people for ten bucks. We'll call it the Pet Rock. Pet Rock. Well, that was yeah. like a Gen X irony thing. Nobody'd ever buy those. 
<laughs> Except five million so sales yeah. later. Yeah, That's why right. you just got to get in on that stuff right away. You do, don't it's you? It's like Bitcoin. If you were there in the beginning, <laughs> you made somebody. a fortune. Yeah, that's true. Now it's worth nothing. Now, yeah, oh, God, it dropped but, so far. I remember the box had little bars on it yeah. and everything. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, really? It's brilliant, actually. But I'm like, was, I would never yeah. invest it in that. So nobody's going to buy a rock in a box. I know. I think the worst of those I've ever seen. So have you ever heard of a game called Counter-Strike? It was a super popular game. It's still pretty popular. It's it, it's an online shooter game. They didn't okay. have it in the arcades at, at Piccadilly Circus? Not in the arcades. Okay. This is a PC game. Right, gotcha. But um, they uh, the latest one has something called skins for your weapons, which basically makes them look different. It doesn't actually do anything to the weapon. It just makes it look different. So it'll be like, you know, your gun's red now or whatever. Mm-hmm. The most valuable of these, uh, $100,000, $26,000, $9,000. To make your knife red, the M9 Bayonet Crimson Web literally just makes a knife red, doesn't give your character any more power or anything like that. $9,000. Too much. What? I, I like watching Mike's, Mike's, Mike's facial response. I know. Like, I know. It's, well, you never know what show. of these things are going to be like. Because if you had told me before Counter-Strike Go came out... There's going to be this skin that's worth $100,000. I'd be like, who in the world would pay that? But people are. Wow. You never know. It goes it back to our degradation of just the societal yeah. norms. Yeah. Well, right. It's yeah. like, I'm going to buy a painting that's going to go through a shredder. And now, you know, as soon as I buy it for however millions of dollars, it gets dropped through a paper shredder. That was actually really funny, I thought. It was brilliant, but it, it, it was yeah. a comic moment. It's the age of unenlightened. <clears throat> we burn the books <clears throat> instead of reading them. <clears throat> we deny science instead of... Uh, uh, instead of, uh, you know, actually revering it. We do this shit, and some of the most stupid people in the world become rich. You're right. Yep. Yeah, there's no getting around that. See, that was my point. I'm too smart to be right. rich. Right, well, that's right. I Thanks, guess Mike. So. All right, so it's technology and all that. Let's talk cars for a second. Okay. If you were to go to get your next vehicle, would it be an all-electric vehicle or yes. a hybrid vehicle? All-electric. Why is that? Why would you not go to a hybrid? Because what if you... Somebody just turns off the grid, so to speak. Turns but, off the grid. You know how if, if the grid gets turned off, we have a bigger problem. Into, into an electric vehicle. Yeah. My point. I, I'm going to wait a couple of years because right now there's no availability of anything. But Sarah ne- is going to need a new car. She's driving around that OG black 300 Chrysler. She mm. looks like a gangster. And uh, all-wheel drive. Uh, there's a bunch of them coming out. There's Kia's got a really sharp-looking one now. Um, but there's a bunch of stuff that's right around the corner. And it's Do you think that the price of an uh, electric car is ever going to match that of an ICE? It's, it, or at least get semi It's a complicated close? question. So I technically, in a lot of cases, they are really close right now. What skews it is that Tesla is kind of a luxury brand. Absolutely, and they've yeah. got the most number of electric vehicles on right. the road. But uh the Ford Mustang E is, I think they start in the low 40s. Uh, Nissan Leaf is a 30-some-thousand-dollar car. The Bolt's about the same. So there are, a, you know, Semi-affordable. and still that's $30,000. It's not still, chicken yeah, feed, not, but, yeah. you know, the average uh, selling price of a new vehicle in America right now, I think for the first time, is just a little north of $40,000. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. We bought ours for I think like twenty two, yeah, something like because there's no electric cars for that low. Twenties, uh, you could find like a one year old Leaf in the in the twenties. Huh? Really? In fact, a few years ago, they were the used Leafs were just about free. I, I was trying to talk my daughter into buying one, but she had range anxiety. I never what are we really electricity. I mean, I live not terribly close to work, and yeah. I still the range thing doesn't. It's not really a concern for me, I don't think. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're going to get, what, 200 miles or so minimum? It, it, it does depend on the car. Now, older generation Leafs, especially in the winter, they're really only well, good for about 50 or 60 miles. Very old ones. Yeah, you would never yeah. want to get something like that. But these days... Well, uh, think, you would not live in out of no, town. No, if you live in the city, yeah. it's like, yeah, whatever. You know, I find that so hilarious listening to this because, you know, kind of looking back at the days... When I bought, was it 2006 when I bought that Tesla? I think it was a 2006. I can't believe that's 16 years ago. Yeah, yeah so when we moved to Golden Valley. Yeah, bought uh, bought a Tesla. Everybody went, what the hell did you buy that for? What a waste of money. Uh, tried to get uh, solar panels on my roof. The city said, nope, you're not putting those on the roof. Forget it. Really? Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, absolutely. 16 years ago. 
20, uh, 18 years ago, whatever it was, I tried to go all as clean as I could, and they would not let me. I will never what, what forget What was the that. reason for not letting you put solar panels They were on? ugly. You lived out in the middle of, of nowhere. No, no, no. This was in Golden Valley. Oh, I see. I thought you were, it was the farm. And, and no, now a lot we, of HOAs won't let you put solar panels on there because won't. they, they, won't do they it. mess with the conformity. Yep. And now we know that windmills cause cancer. So. And they? kill birds. They kill a and lot of birds, yeah. Well, yeah. well, they give the birds Not cancer first. Not as many first. as the Viking Stadium, though. <laughs> yeah, well, there is that. What, <laughs> now, what, they, they, what was the first thing that they did? That uh, they give the, you cancer. Give you cancer. Oh, huh? yeah. Well, that, How do they give you cancer? I've never even heard that. Well, that, that's Trump, Trump says it over and over again. Why do you listen to him so much? I don't even bother listening well, to him. It's hard well, to avoid these video clips. Mike's diminutive really? and he suffers from low blood pressure and that's one way to get <laughs> like it to up get over 100. Oh, there you go. That makes sense. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it's it's if you watch like, you know, late night shows. Yeah, I would example, never think and of I, doing I, that. I love, I love to watch. I don't mean I don't watch them obviously live. Yeah. But in the morning, morning. I have my coffee. I like, there, there's some fun clips on Is there anybody show. any good? Because I've seen it a little. They're t- all three of them. They are terrible. Well, you know, I I think, of course, you know, the, the thing is, Jimmy Kimmel is a comic. You know, is he? He's a good comic. Is he really? Great delivery. Yeah. He's a terrible interviewer. Oh well, no, I would never watch that. The ass kissing was yeah. Is well, just I'm not going to yeah. I wouldn't watch any of those guys. Okay, well, that's what I was wondering. I can't no. see you watching that no, stuff. No, I'm like, no. what? You're but talking watch, about the opening segments. But I watched, yeah, just the oh, opening yeah. segments. And the best thing about the opening segments is always the the video clips. They, oh, know, they do video clips. They're hilarious. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. See, I don't. I haven't seen any of that stuff in years because I just. Nobody will ever, ever touch Johnny Carson. Yeah. Well, well there is that, right. of course. Not going to happen. That guy was phenomenal. One of the stations still plays that, uh, his shows. Is yeah. It, and sometimes they actually even tie into the dates, you know, the month and the date. They try mm-hmm. to kind of, if they're really That's clever. really cool. That's yeah. a good idea. Well, we, we talked about that, yeah. that channel, that, that UHF or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's fun stuff there. 1981, Rodney Dangerfield promoting <laughs> Caddyshack. I love watching that stuff. Yeah. I do. I love that's it. That's great, yeah. He, God damn, he was funny. Yeah, he was great. He was incredibly funny. But, yeah, I mean, looking back now, like not even 20 years ago, we tried to do all this stuff, and they, nope, nope, you're not doing that. Nope, you can't do that. I mean, it's ridiculous. And now, of course, if you don't do it, now you're the other asshole. Now you're, right, yeah, that's we managed to politicize it. I would, as a follow-up to your question, yeah, I would be fine with buying one electric vehicle for the home. I'd still want a gas-powered one because, you know, the, the oh, range... If I, we wanted to drive up to, you know, Grand Marais, I'd rather yep. just fill it up in five minutes. And it's all going to change. Something like that, 250 miles. Yeah, 300 to Grand Marais. 300, okay. So I guess you better steal those catalytic converters while you can. Yeah, yeah that's get right. Get under the car. Has yeah. anybody had that happen to him? I have. I have you our really? Did. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's came into terrible. my little berm of Richfield and chopped it and left and I, yeah. I was a big truck so they obviously were able to get underneath and get it out in seconds yeah. but the question is where did it go are they selling well, they take it? them to recyclers which is the part that doesn't yeah oh uh hmm what are you doing with five catalytic converters <laughs> yeah. here's a grand or whatever i don't yeah. get it oh no they I'm, well fewer questions they ask the better for both parties yeah i think is understood just well, there's a tradition God, of that. Ridiculous. Oh, wait, chop shops? Yeah. Chop shops. They've been oh, chopping yeah. cars for <clears throat> decades. No doubt about it. There's Bob no Franklin would like to know, is there a difference in tire costs between EVs and gas cars? Is there a difference in tires in general? Well, I think what he's getting at is that uh, for overall physical size, uh, in other words, a, a Toyota Prius is going to be heavier than a Toyota Corolla. Yeah, right. Which yeah. will accept, so mean, heavy. Yeah. Weight will affect um, tire wear. Mm. I think what's more likely to affect tire wear in these new electric vehicles is lighten them up. Uh, the Ford F-150 Lightning, which is an all-electric uh, half-ton pickup truck, goes 0 to 60 in 4.4 4 mm-hmm. seconds. Yeah, you that's can... Ferrari speed in a 6,000-pound mm. pickup truck. So that's going to eat your tires up, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think, faster than just a little extra Well, weight. those electric engines, uh, it's actually a matter of keeping them down to safe levels. Yeah, that's right. They could easily come out with a car that just snaps your neck if you hit the accelerator. Yeah. But obviously, oh, God, yeah. the consumer doesn't really want that. That's Although I, I have fast. a friend who just demoed one of those new uh, lightnings, and he says, when you floor it, you can actually feel it in your eyeballs. It's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> no, There's so much you. acceleration. Oh, that sounds like fun, doesn't it? 
but you don't have to do just because you can do it doesn't mean you have to yeah uh amol of hummer the new electric hummer yeah uh, three seconds, zero to sixty. Jesus. That, that, that can't great? be safe. Jesus. There's no way that's safe. And, and like Amel, ask him. I think machine. a Hummer yeah. is seven, eight thousand pounds. Ask him. Well, he's listening, obviously. Yeah, so yeah. He's a mechanic in. Uh, so I think they've Wisconsin. actually started to do this too. So once you get past the the kicks of doing that, and you're just driving it. Yeah. I, I've never. I, I was in the back of a of a, of a Tesla X. I think is that, that, yep. is that a brand that's the model. It's the one where the doors right go like this. Yeah, oh, which yeah. You know, gullwing doors. Who doesn't like that? But so then. Um, but the thing is, is that there's no creeper. I think they've maybe changed that now. But it used to be like, it's you're you're being jerked around in the uh, in the back seat in a different kind of way than I used to in the. In the <laughs> um, and it just actually, it just, uh, it's, it was too much, too jarring. Yeah. And so I have to kind of build in just a little bit of that. Oh, it's going to temper. Slide it. Yeah. Is that, is that, well, I, I suspect that they'll have, you know, like a lot of high performance cars, they have launch mode, which is when mm-hmm. you're going to really light them up and normal driving mode. The, the Dodge and Chrysler products, the, the Hellcats and all that sort of stuff, it kills me. So you, when you buy one of those, and this is not an electric vehicle, it's just a gas sucking monster. Uh, you get two keys. Uh, one, if you use one key, you'll get all 825 horsepower. But if you valet park it, the valet only gets like a four and a quarter. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Silly. <laughs> only. Yeah. Uh, the Hummer is nine thousand pounds. Nine thousand pounds. The battery alone is about three thousand. Holy so God. Nine thousand pounds yeah. and zero to sixty in three seconds. That's a lot. That's of what's going to tear up the tires. That's a lot of power. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, tire Carver says that most of the catalytic converters go to Chicago, which makes sense. You know, what do they do there? Make guns out of them? Yeah, probably. Yes, platinum guns and palladium. I think is another element yeah, that's in that there. Yeah, that is one There's of the all sorts of It's yeah, they have all sorts of stuff in there that you'd think like, there's no cheaper way to convert these gases than platinum, one of the most valuable metals on earth. But I guess not. I guess not. Why is it even legal? To drive a nine thousand pound car. Well, that goes that fast on right, top of right, it. Right, exactly. Like, holy God! Can you imagine that thing going through a storefront? Now, see, if we control? were a democracy, that wouldn't be allowed. See, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right, Mike. He, one thing I've learned about Mike in the last forty-five years: he never gives up. I know. He just never gives hey, up. It's like a curb your enthusiasm <laughs> yeah, episode. It is. All of a sudden, it is. Hey, yeah. Where Republic shows up. I got it from Zelenovich. Oh God! How, did you ever see Mark? No. I don't either. What happened to him? I don't know. He just disappeared. Yeah. I always thought the world to him. For those, funny of you, for Very those funny people guy. that are listening that don't know who this person Mark is. Mark Zelenovich was one of Mike Gelfand's best friends. Mm-hmm. He was on KQRS two people before I came on. Oh, okay. Yeah. And actually, he was doing well, and I don't know why they ever got rid of him. I mean, he wasn't, you know, burying it, but he was doing well. Now, of course, Jewish. he's best remembered as the co-host of this Stretch and Z. The Stretch and Z show on Channel 4, Sports right? Friday. Was that Channel Four? Well, it was it was on it was on the Midwest Sports Channel. Oh, together, that's right. Which that's right. was part of the Channel Four Empire. Yes. Yeah. Indeed, that was fun. Remember, I, I came on the show one time, <laughs> and I sat down, and the, and the couch went crack like that, and Zelensky goes, "Rafer, get the gun." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a great line. And that was bad because we, you know, we bought that thing I think for two dollars at the Salvation Army. No, I Army. believe me, I know that because yeah, I sat on you it. Found out the raw, really the comfortable. Way. Yeah. Well, I've I might seen have clips of that show back then. A little different. Like Fernwood tonight. Oh, it was a great show actually. I loved watching that show. It was a critical success. It was a critical Critics success. Critics loved that show. That's true. Doomed to fail. But <laughs> if the critics like <laughs> it, you're doomed right. to fail. I, well, you're probably right about that. Mike, do you think the whole bunch of us, and Peter, you could answer this yeah, as well. sure. Do you think that KQRS as an entity will ever get the credit for breaking all the doors down that, that they broke down? Mm. I mean, whether it's humor. I mean, to actually go mm-hmm. on the air in Minneapolis in 1987 talking about being a Jew, nobody had no, ever that, heard that. That before. was unheard of. Unheard of. Well, I, as I, I think I, I told you, I mean, I... Like, I was on the show for, like, two days before I got the call from the Anti-Defamation. I, I remember. Mike, yeah. you're throwing gasoline on the fire. <laughs> it's all your fault. <laughs> it's all your fault. It's all your fault. Well, it took a while, but I guess they were right. 
But think about that. Mm-hmm. No. We talked about Jews being Jew, my, you know, Marky Rose. I just saw Mark last week. Uh, yeah. We were at dinner and ran into Mark Rose. I still think the world of that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that guy. He's got a girlfriend, I understand. He does. He's a yeah. very, very pleasant Good person. Good for him, because no, his wife died, I think, what, four or five years ago? Oh, not that long ago, even. It was a couple of years ago. Who? Was it, even a, was it even a couple? It might have only been about a year ago. Yeah, I think wasn't it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. Well, she'd been that. ill for yeah. a long time. He, yeah. he was suffering mightily when she died, though, I know that. Uh, September 1st, 2021. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, so she's well, not, not even, even a year, year yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice nice call. It was about 25 years well, I'm ago. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you time do that flies. all the time. Uh, no, I don't. Ever. I saw this band, I think it was like 10 years ago. Yeah, it was... The Beatles. Marvin and the Nightcrawlers. <laughs> Marvin yeah. and the Nightcrawlers. 1962. But no, I wonder if if that, that show will ever get the credit, or that station, because, I mean, you had two black men, two Jewish men. I mean, we talked about all these different things that nobody would ever broach. We had the first transgender people in the history of radio. Mm. I mean, nobody ever brings that up. And I really, I think Wait, we... Wait, Ray Eric's trans? Well, I don't know. I don't know if I can reveal, but no, we don't. Remember, I, uh, well, the show. What it'll probably be remembered for is that we're the bastards who killed the WCCO morning show. That's exactly what we are remembered for. You're 100 <laughs> right thing about remember. that. The evil That's neighbor. But you guys, day. honestly, did it. You you guys did a hell of a job with all that stuff, and I, I just I, I wish all of you would have gotten more credit for that. Well, there's no money to be made in giving credit. Well, that's there's true. There's money it's to be very, made in receiving credit. That's very well, true. I'll give you a good example of how that continues to happen to this day. There's a new Star Wars show, I think. Oh, it's the Obi-Wan uh, show. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's about Obi-Wan's days between right. episode three those. and four. Yeah. Um, and there's a black character in it. Uh, it's a woman. I don't know what her role is. I haven't watched any of these Star Wars shows. But she's regularly does media circuits where she talks about the fact that there are no black people in Star Wars. But the thing is, even casual fans could probably name two or three black characters off the top of their heads because there are black characters in Star Lando Wars. Lando Calrissian. Lando is one of the most popular characters. Exactly. In the even I know that, and I've never even seen it. But if she takes credit for being the first, she gets more publicity, she gets uh-huh. more money. Oh, if she says, there. actually, Lando did it first... Don't pay attention to me. You're right. She doesn't profit off of that. And that's the exact same thing. Well, I will tell you this. You know who really thought that that you and Dave especially were nuts to have me on the morning show? Who? Me. Well, I was not. To this day, I know that. Like Evan on this show. I just thought you were crazy. Like, what terrible judgment. (laughs) Why? But it was so different. Yeah, which is no, I, it was I, ingenious I love this. because it, you it know, was so not because I was, you know, the guy people were tuning in for. Well, you could be funny. I don't know if you know that or not. Well, that was the old days. <laughs> <laughs> no longer available. But you know, I mean, it was it was all part of the whole uh, the whole uh, concept. It you was know, a great concept. Going a totally different direction. And actually include everyone. But no, I, you'll, you'll never get credit for that. No, it's never going to happen, is it? I would ask, you know, of course, you know, oh, you know Tom Bernard, or you know these guys on the morning show, and how are they? Re-? You get that question. Yeah, really. When you work, really and I'm just like, you know what? What you hear is you're hearing a family sitting around at a breakfast table yeah. telling it like it is. That's exactly, and Peter, was, what we're trying to do. And that that's, to me, that's the genius of that, because you guys, yeah. it didn't matter if, uh, you know, we had all a variety Everyone was seemingly represented, so you weren't picking on anybody that wasn't able to fight back or talk back or have a conversation. Well, you know, there were no personas there. No. There were just people. There was just people. It was a wonderful thing. It, it, it really was an amazing thing that came together. And I tell you what, Dave had to battle like a bitch to get the company to do that. Oh, know? yeah, I can believe he that. He had to fight and fight and fight. What do you mean you're going to talk about being a Jew? <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> you know, maybe people should know that there are different kinds of people out there. It's not a bad idea. And the poor general manager, I mean. I, thought he was, I just thought he was going to pack his bags and go to Tuxin. Well, he did go to Tuxin, if yeah, you remember, for I a do. meeting. <laughs> yes. he did. You remember that, when Steiny announced he was going to Tuxin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what what did he say to... Oh, I remember now. Um, what was the name of the, the, the general manager from... Got it, at the time, it was Disney, I guess. 
What the hell was that kid? It doesn't matter what his name was. Nice Jewish boy from Chicago. I think I know what you're going to say. And he literally said, oh, Mark, I got to tell you, I don't know if you know this or not, but my son and his wife just had a baby. And Steiny goes, well, mazel toy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're talking about, well, you know, Mike's a Jew. I don't know if you know. <laughs> oh. Oh. Mazel toy. Steiny. <laughs> Steiny was, I'll tell you what, though. That son bitch never got in the way of the morning show. Well, that's true. And he not, not after about the way. first three weeks, right? What's that? I say not after about the first three weeks. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. That's about well, right. He, learned, he was a quick learner. Yeah. All the rest of them did. All the rest of them got in the way. And remember, remember we put out the Brown album because it was so heavily edited. It was a piece of crap. Oh, yes. Yes, that was <laughs> terrible. Uh, well, and then, you know, of course, <clears throat> another general manager censored my, uh, my greatest moment. You know, the the, oh, po- yes. the poultry barn bit, the poultry which was barn. ordered destroyed. Why? I, I, apparently, she thought, like, if it was ever discovered, it would just, uh, you know, create total ignominy for the station. Why? I don't know. I've never understood those I things. don't know, but, you know, I, I kept waiting for it to come out on the best of album. Oh, yeah. I said, why isn't it on there? And then, well, because all of it has been destroyed. Destroyed it? Yeah. <laughs> I still don't understand why they would do that. Maybe, maybe in a ritual fashion too. I don't. Oh, know. really? I don't know. Get, I'm get, just to, get the Wiccans all together. Yeah, and... that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, back then you could destroy it by just leaving it in a crate for five years. That's so. true. It would just melt. So you know. God, I wish I had it though. You selling a lot of cars right now? Yes. Every <laughs> oh, you sell We're cars. Out. Yes. No, I do not. We you do know what won't melt in a box in five years is a new car. From Walzer Automotive Group. Tend to last a Almost longer. out of time. I just wanted to have our guest have a last opportunity to pitch your concert series. Where do Ooh, people like find it. out more oh, about this, Peter? I know you mentioned it before. but Yeah, so all you got to do is go to Riverboat Studio. Which is what it is. It's a riverboatstudio.com. I and, could remember that. And that's easy to remember. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's where we have a, a bunch of shows that we're adding to. We're going to have some comics. Come, we're going to do some shows as well. It's just a great place to go, and it's unlike anything else you've ever been to as far as a visual. It's just a great place to be part of. And, and then also, uh, you know, you can uh, be part of... We, Growing our community for um, doing some good nonprofit stuff for other people to write music and produce. So, thank you for the opportunity once again um, to uh, talk about it. Tom, thanks for having me in. And, Always uh, a pleasure. Stretch, it was a joy to meet you, see you again, meet you, yeah, meet up with you. It's been a while, but good to see you. I see the Nutrisystem still working for you. So, you're, 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 you're <laughs> kind of hefty. I'm looking I'm, over here. I don't know. I'm staying slim. Uh, you know, I need to pack and pack very quickly and <laughs> escape from various uh, nemeses. So, once again, it's been my pleasure. Thanks, guys, for, for having me on. And um, I look forward to uh, just checking in and every time, time and time again. So Feel free anytime you want, Peter. Doug, thank you. And that'll wrap up this exciting episode of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. We'll see you uh, next Thursday for our last show, probably until the end of July. Um, probably. And we'll, find, and we'll be talking to the only two non-butthead politicians left in America today. Well, and Jimmy Friends. And Jimmy Friends. Two of the three. Two of the three.